The Mutual Audio Network, where relaxation and imagination blend. Listen responsibly. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended. Sir, chaos is starting to grip the Middle East and China. Our infiltrators are fanning the flames of uprisings all across both regions. In China, it appears the public is growing impatient and hostile toward President Wei, and my sources tell me King Hussein is experiencing great division among his alliance states, especially from Iran and Saudi Arabia. It won't be long before the MEA falls apart. All the more reason for their mystery plan to happen sooner rather than later. Have we begun preparations for our bio warfare contingencies? Yes, I'm sending in a team of Spartans to our safe zone in Datong. The bio weapons are being assembled and being readied for deployment. We'll be dispersing the mixtures into the water system that supplies Beijing shortly. The virus needs to be ingested, and it will take 48 to 72 hours to incubate completely. We expect millions will die before they figure out it is in their water supply. In that case, make sure our team simultaneously poison the water systems in Tangshan. Boding, Shujiaxuan, and Taijin. Hit them in the belly, and by the time they react, the damage will have been done. As you command, Your Majesty. Sir, are we any closer to figuring out or confirming Orb's suspicions on what the Chinese are planning to do with their stealth digger? Lord Roberts and her team have been running seismic tests. We think they are definitely digging a tunnel in the direction of Jerusalem. We're not sure why yet, but we are working on all scenarios and contingencies. Are you going to alert the Israelis? Not yet, but I will as soon as we have some proof the Chinese and the MEA are trying to bring harm to the region. Plus, we need to have a whole new set of contingencies in place for when we do have that discussion with them. What? What's that look in your eyes? Is something wrong? Well, something happened when we had that impromptu meeting in New Eden recently. I wanted to tell you sooner, but was waiting for the right time. What is it, Lord Shelley? The Queen and I had a slight confrontation. She had some choice words for me, and I tried to act like I didn't know what she was talking about. But she knows about us, Asilas. I don't know how. We've been so careful. Rebecca said what to you exactly? She basically told me to stop my affair with you, or she would. What? She would what? <sighs> she said she would do everything she could to destroy me. She'd make it her life's mission, or something like that. The queen threatened you? Wow. Sir, I really think that we should just stop whatever we are doing. It's becoming too distracting and dangerous for us both. For the mission, we have more important things to do than be sneaking around like a couple of teenagers. Agreed. Let's focus all of our attention on killing billions of people. New Kingdom Radio Theater.
Hey everyone, this is Sarah from Good Nightmare Podcast, a podcast where I like to talk about all things strange and unusual, whether it's mysteries, historical crimes, or fairy tale origins. I hope you'll come along for the ride and join me as we delve into some spooky tales. Happy listening. Lord Vargas's henchman, Francisco Moscoso, successfully infiltrated the cult known as the Deceivers of Christ. After some strenuous initiations, Francisco learned of a sophisticated network of prominent businessmen from around the world engaging in human trafficking. The DOC specialized in trafficking young children and women conditioned to be slaves of every type imaginable. <laughs> he also discovered some of the young women were trafficked to New Eden, and some even ended up in Lord Capone's secret basement, which he affectionately called their regent's Zenana. Lord Vargas finally contacted the king to inform him of Capone's bad behavior, among other concerns. Silas was sad when Vargas told him of his suspicions of Capone and the young women slaves he apparently had in his harem. Isilas thanked him for the intel, but strangely did not comment at all about it. Stunned, confused and immensely disappointed, Isilas called his son Prince Jacob to ask him about the situation taking place at the Grand Castle. Jacob, I received some disturbing intel today regarding the Regent. Would you care telling me what is happening there at the Grand Castle? What do you mean, Father? I appointed Lord Capone as my Regent to make sure things in the Americas are kept in order. It seems there are suicide bombers throughout the Kingdom doing some damage. Protesters in the streets of major cities. And apparently there's a harem of women occupying a section of the castle. Is this true? I told Lord Capone about the protesters. I said they need to be dealt with very harshly. You would never allow that sort of thing to happen if you were here. But he insists on letting people voice their concerns and vent their frustrations. It looks like you guys are running a nightclub in the castle. You care to tell me what that is all about? What I can tell you is the suicide bombers are part of a terrorist group being funded by some very brazen and savvy drug cartels. I found out they're trying to make the Americans afraid to get them hooked on dope and other exotic drugs again. There's been a surge in drug use in the past few months. More than has been reported in the news. Damn it! Are you trying to avoid my question? I didn't ask about the suicide bombers. What's with the parties and the women in the castle? Am I going to have to go back there before I am ready? The parties are Capone's thing, Father. As for the women, I haven't seen any outside of the ones that come to the party. 
So, you're telling me there are no slave women in the castle? Slave women? <laughs> no, that's not possible. I'm trusting you to keep an eye on things, Jacob. Be my eyes and ears. If Capone is slipping, I need to know immediately. Understood? Understood, Father. Listen, uh, is the Queen nearby? I've been trying to call her, but she hasn't answered. Is everything all right with her? Well, she's been sick. I'll let her know you want to speak with her. Do that. Tell her it is very important that she calls me as soon as she is able to talk. I will, Father. Be careful. I love you. I love you too, son. Out. Thanks for not telling your father I was in the room with you. I really wish you wouldn't make me do things like that, Mother. I really wish your father was more honest about what he does. But hey, he is the king, right? I don't understand why you two don't just work out your issues. Don't you understand his state of mind is so very important right now? The world is on the brink of another great change. Whether it goes well or terribly wrong depends on father's state of mind. Well, if the fate of the world rests with your father's conscience, then I suppose we're all in for a hell of a ride. Why do you say that? I didn't always think that, Jacob. But lately, I've learned no one on this earth is more flawed in his way of thinking than your father is. A silence. Does it feel like the walls are closing in? Yes, Raziel. I've been using the Book of Secrets as you instructed. The Queen is in a tailspin. So is Capone, Jacob, and Shelley. But I don't understand how this will help in fulfilling my destiny. Of course it does. It's supposed to. All change is painful at some level. And the natural inclination is to reverse course. But as you can imagine, once change begins, it is impossible to stop. Think of the discomfort a child feels as their bones grow and their teeth fall out. They could never put their fallen teeth back in. And why would they want to? Think of the human heart when someone loses a mother or a father or someone they love. Death can only be undone by God. The pain of loss is dreadful, sure. But on the other side, people grow stronger, better, wiser. That is what must happen here. But all the death? So many people will die. How will that help us grow stronger? Sometimes, a forest fire scorches the earth and chars everything to the ground. But in fact, the merciless incandescence creates a new fertile land for life to bloom. And a new forest will ascend. It may look like hell on earth for a while, but on the other side will be heaven. On the other side will be heaven. Yes, I understand now, Raziel.
President Wei met multiple times with King Hussein, and though they rarely agreed on plans or strategies on how to destroy King Silas, they managed to come to one compromise. Chinese spies communicated a weakness in the heart of America. They learned of Lord Capone's secret basement Zanana and decided to send some of their female agents disguised as high-class prostitutes to infiltrate Capone's harem. Once inside, they were ordered to sedate Lord Capone and steal secrets from within his office. It would be a daring and incredibly risky operation. But both Wei and Hussein felt they were running out of time and running out of options. They recruited two of their most loyal and lethal female agents and prepared them for an undercover operation attempted by many throughout human history. Ladies, you have your directives. Are you ready? We are, President Wei. We are prepared to retrieve vital information for the People's Republic, and also prepared to die for our cause and country. Remember, if you are discovered or captured, you must not allow yourself to be interrogated. Is that understood? We have cyanide capsules in our upper molars. President Wei, in the event of our capture, we are prepared to end our lives so as to not be interrogated. Good. Now, when you leave here, you will be put in contact with our people in Mexico. From there, you will behave like normal, frightened young women. Your handlers will not be Chinese agents. So, you may have to perform acts you haven't been trained for. This is actually good because we need them to be convinced you are fresh and pliable, and they will teach you what their preferences are. From Mexico, you will be put in a pool of women and sent to a secret location outside of New Eden, where we hope you will be selected for the group of women who will be sent to Lord Capone's Zanana. We believe being exotic will increase your chances. Once inside, you know what to do. We are prepared to do whatever it takes to stop the Americans. We understand, President Wei. We are... ready. The female Chinese agents managed to make it through all their hurdles and were selected by Lord Capone himself to be in his Senate. President Wei paid a lot of money for spies to learn what Capone's preferences were in women and made sure his agents met those specifications. And this high-priced information paid off. Lord Capone entered the lab through a door to his private stairway. The women agents had to stay with Capone until the right moment presented itself and they could sedate him. 
but this proved to be more challenging than they expected. Capone was very particular in his interactions with the women in Sinatra. His carnal preferences were odd to them, and they had to improvise in order to make Capone feel comfortable. Once he was complacent enough for them to make their daring moves, they tried some creative methods to put him under. Lord Capone, I never knew you were such a bulky man. What do you say we play a game? Oh, I like games. What do you have in mind? Well, my friend and I like to do crazy things while humming our favorite songs. And you have to guess the song. Now that is something new. What an ingenious idea. Who came up with that one? <laughs> I did. But here's where it gets really, really interesting. You get to hum your favorite song, too. <laughs> Why not part of me is in your mouth? <laughs> and you get to pick the part. <laughs> oh, oh, and, we, and we get to guess this song, too. <laughs> of course. That's fantastic. I can't wait. Can we play this game now? Of course. I'll go first. Remember, you have to figure out what song I am humming, and we have to figure out yours. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes, I can totally get into this game. <laughs> Unbeknownst to Capone, the Chinese agents had laced the flavored oils they used on their bodies with a concentrated sedative. Within minutes into their song-guessing game, Lord Capone became extremely sleepy and fell unconscious on the bed. The women had to act quickly, grabbed Capone's security card in his pan pocket, got dressed and stealthily made their way up the private stairwell that led to his office on the third floor of the castle. Once they reached their regent's office, they noticed a Spartan guard on patrol. They knew, even if they both attacked the Spartan, they still stood no chance against him. Instead, they hid and waited for the Spartan to clear the area before trying to retrieve information from Capone's computer. Time was ticking, and every second lost increased their chances of being caught. But they had no choice. They had to wait for the right opportunity. that's going on between my parents, it's not something I can get in between. 
Why can't you understand that? Everyone needs to understand that you will be king someday. And your mother will also become your subject, like everyone else. So she has to understand that you're sort of a king-in-waiting. That means she is obligated to respect your wishes. I can't mandate that my mother play nice with my father and force her to settle their differences. <sighs> Besides, there are bigger problems in the castle at the moment. There is no bigger problem than your parents bickering. They have to stop their infighting. It's very immature of the queen to be behaving this way. That's your opinion. What was that? Did you hear that? No, I didn't hear anything. Hmm. What I do hear is the anxiousness in your voice and that really turns me on. Did you know that? Shh. Listen. That sounds like it's coming from down the hall. It's probably Lord Capone just doing his thing. Leave him alone already. Come to bed. Stop! Yes, it's definitely coming from Capone's direction. But he isn't in his office right now. How do you know where he is? Come on, Jacob. Come here and be with me. Wait here. I'll be right back. I have to check it out. What the? What are you doing here? Get back! Guards! In the regent's office! Stay back. I have a gun. <laughs> You've probably never been shot a gun before. <laughs> Thomas, we have a code gray, third floor, regent's office. Command, this is Spartan Mendez, authorization code 0, Enoch, Nancy, Alpha, Nancy, Alpha, requesting a complete lockdown of the Grand Castle. Confirm. Confirmed, Spartan Mendez. Your request has been granted. Initiating lockdown immediately. Additional security personnel will be outside the main gate. Are you requesting backup? Negative. We will attempt to contain the security breach now. Two unknown targets on the third floor. Alert the region immediately. Please hold. The region is not responding. Stand by, command. Identify yourselves. We are two of Lord Capone's guests. We were in the basement and Lord Capone sent us upstairs to fetch. Some toys he wants us to play. I said get your hands up in the air where I can see them. Do not move or I will shoot you. What do we have here, Mendez? Intruders. They claim the regent sent them to his office. Where is Lord Capone now? He's downstairs in the Zanana. The what? No time to explain, my prince. Hey! I said keep your hands up in the air. If you make a sudden move one more time, I will put three bullets in your head before you blink. I swear! We are just doing what Lord Capone asked us to do. Hey! 
won't open. Damn it, one of them got away. Well, we got one of them. The other won't be able to escape. The entire castle is on lockdown. But the regent, if the other woman gets back to the basement, then she could... She could neutralize the regent. We have to get into the basement. You've been listening to The Rise of King Asylus, episode 35, The Zenana, starring J.V. Torres as King Asylus, Dominic Nataro as Prince Jacob, Shane Maester as Lord Anna Patricia Shelley, Meg MacDonald as Queen Rebecca, Alexander Yang as President Wei, John Doby as Lord Quentin Capone, Layla Bonet as Princess Monica, Megan White as Command, Michael Hoggett as Raziel, Betty Shen as Woman 1, Jaden Benedek as Woman 2, Lynn Spencer as Spartan Mendez, Tim Long as Spartan Thomas, and narrated by Sergei Brazhnikov. This episode features the song Heaven Feels So Far by The Afraid Brigade. Download the music of The Afraid Brigade on Bandcamp.com. For more information about the cast, the music, or other contributors to this production, please visit us at www.theriseofkingasilas.com for a full list on our Season 3 episode page. And now a word from our podcast friends. This is Kim, your friendly neighborhood ER nurse. I'm the host of People Are Wild, the only podcast that claims to bring medical entertainment, medutainment, on a weekly basis. I can be found on your favorite podcast listening app, iTunes, and Google Play. And you can talk to me on Twitter at People Are Wild. This has been a production of the New Kingdom Radio Theater in Baltimore, Maryland. Copyright 2019. And stay tuned for episode 36. Hey, Billy, why do you look so down? Aw, Dad, I got a computer, a PlayStation, and a barn full of iguanas, and I'm still bored. (sighs) Gee, Billy, when I was your age, I would read lots of stories in pulp magazines. Oh, with stories of weird adventure and fantasy, horror, satire, and lots of action. Wow, that sounds great, Dad. Yeah, I sure wish there was something like that right now. (laughs) There is, Daddy-O. Who are you? I'm Dr. Mary Von Roxbrocket, host of the Twisted Pulp Radio Hour. And now there's... Yeah? Twisted Pulp Magazine! <laughs> What's that, Doctor? Why, it is a return to greatness! Available on all your digital devices!
That is what it is! Look! Whoa! Dad, this looks awesome! Exciting and, dare I say it, very unwholesome. You definitely have that right, my good man! Ha ha! <laughs> Thanks, Dr. Mary! My pleasure, Billy! And just between you and me, I am not sure that this man is really your father. Bye! Dad? Uh, just read your Twisted Pulp magazine, Billy. Twisted Pulp magazine! Available in dark alleyways behind meth labs everywhere! Or at digitalvaudeville.com! That is D-I-G-I-T-A-L-V-A-U-D-E-V-I-L-L-E dot com!